This is uh, Whether or Not I Die. So here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sunday Nights. I'm your host, Dean McGarren, joined once again by our cast of talented and affordable players. When last we left our heroes, we had delved deeper into Torlangiel's tomb. But the last door opened, Mira went back to scout out ahead. What she found was a room filled with decommissioned warforges, each missing parts, and above them, the hulking mass of a mechanical titan. A fight ensues, with Mira damaging one of the titan's cores, the leak power awakened Beep Mark IV, a warforge artificer looking to restore his lost honor. He joined the battle to defeat the titan, but it was to Sergio's blade that the titan fell. E- ever the curious Sorinar does all he can to try to fix the destroyed monster, but to no avail. With the battle over, our heroes take stock of their wounds. Some want to rest and recover, but Poe urges the group forward, believing the worst to be over. A compromise has been struck. The group will hang back while Muriel scouts down the hallway. Her investigations reveal what can only be their goal, a mausoleum with a single tomb sitting atop of Deus, an ancient dragon skeleton draped over the stairs. To prove her discovery, Muriel decides to take the head back to the party. Upon touching the skull, Muriel is engulfed in purple flames, and a roar echoes down the cavern. Now we continue our story. And we'll actually start with the people in the, the Warforge's room. As you all are hanging back, trying to uh, figure out what's going on down the hallway, a draconic roar echoes throughout the chamber. Dust falls upon you. The room shakes for probably about a good 30 seconds. What do you all do? Wait, Mirio's got this. I hear the roar, and I immediately think, oh my god, our companion, and I start rushing towards the room. I, I put my hand out, and I go, we don't want to blow her cover. Can I use divine know. sense on this? You can use divine sense. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that. As you use the divine sense, it's 60 feet, correct? That is correct. So through your 60 feet, you sense an overwhelming presence of evil undead. Oh, yeah. So I, I can't. I can't abide by undead as a you know as my class. You know uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to rush in. I'm sorry, but she might old, be in old man, old man can't hold you back with a negative like two to strength. So you blow past him. Sarnar, beep. What are you two doing? Does he say anything about the undead as he rushes forward? Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. All right. Then I'm following behind. Okay. If the party's going, so is Poe. Okay. All right. Beep. Well, I don't want to be left here by myself. Uh, I, uh, calculating, um, less than 5% chance of survival. Let's do this. Don't tell me the ads. So you're saying there's a chance. That's exactly what I'm saying. Wait, 5%? That's 1 in 20. So if we roll a nat 20, we'll survive this uh, encounter. Cool. All right, Poe will be third in line with Beep in fourth, our cleric in first. Sound about right? No. No? Paladin in first? (laughs) Yeah, I'll go out in front. Cleric will pick up the rear. Okay. All right, so as you guys are deciding, uh, we're going to go back down to Muriel. Muriel, the flames engulf you, but you quickly escape damage. The skeleton glows with an eerily purple flame. And all of a sudden, from the back of the skeleton itself, skeletal wings erupt out of the back. And something seems to be pulling itself out of the skull. Oh, well, this is awkward. All right, I'm going to roll stealth. Because I do not want to be here when it wakes up. 
At okay. least not be seen when it wakes up, I should say. Okay, so what do you hide behind? Okay, I am going to hide behind an urn. And because I am a wood elf, yeah. I have an ability called Mask of the Wild. So I don't know how this if this would apply in a dungeon setting, but I can attempt to hide even when you're only lightly obscured by foliage, heavy rain, falling stone mist, and other natural phenomenon. I don't know if that would help in this situation, but... The urn is not really a uh, the urns are not really a natural phenomenon, but I'll give you the high check if you want to go ahead and make that. Alright, and I get advantage because of my elven boots. Ooh. So here we go. Alright, what'd you All roll? Right. I rolled a 19 for stealth. Ooh, a 19 for stealth. Mm-hmm. Am I stealthy? So you hide behind the urn? It's in time for Crap. us to come in and blow it. <laughs> no, actually, I think that this is the perfect time for you guys to come in. As you hide, a giant spectral dragon appears from the skeleton. It starts to look around the room. You hear... <sighs> Where are you? I smell you. Don't worry. I don't bite. And at that time, Sergio and Beat will make their way over into the room. Uh-huh. Glad to see that the uh, my friends, I mean, the distraction has arrived. Do you say that out loud, Muriel? No, I, this is all internal. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be the brightest bulb in the bunch, but uh, I know better than to say anything out loud right now. So, uh, Sergio, as you enter the room, you see this massive dragon that seems to be made out of purple fire. Its eye sockets are glowing red. It has detached itself from the skeleton, all except its tail, which seems to be resting upon the skull. It looks over to you and is like, Hello, warrior of light. Have you come to slay me? No. Oh? What brings you here? We've come to retrieve an item. <laughs> well, I can't permit that. Sure you can. Just what do if we want, want and we're going our merry way. <laughs> My curse will not permit me to allow you to do that. What kind of curse is it? Maybe we can help. Oh? Can you help? It starts to glide closer to you. I mean, I am... A warrior of light, as you said, it's my job to help. Out of character question, um, mm. as it moves forward, is it still attached to the skull? Uh, go ahead and roll perception check. Okay, time to do that whole perceiving thing and see if it works. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> so where it, where it looked like it was like laying on there, it's definitely coming. At, the tail itself is coming out of the skull. It seems to be almost a projection. All right. So... I say that that thing probably needs to be destroyed. But that's just my internal thought. I'll let you guys get back okay. to you. Soranar, Soranar, Poe, Beep, are you three doing anything? Yes, I am going to cast uh, Guardian of Faith uh, right next to our paladin. Thank you. I'm just going to ready defense. See what happens. Please tell me how I can help you. What do you need me to do to help you break this curse? So you're attacking with Guardian with Guardian of Faith? No, I'm just going to make him appear there. Uh, he only attacks hostile creatures, um, so he's going to stand there, and then if he becomes hostile, then he will attack. Sergio, go ahead and roll me a persuasion check. Sure thing. 22. Okay. It looks at you. I am cursed to guard this tomb, and I can never escape to the afterlife. Now, a spectral claw goes, moves closer to you. So my question, 
Little mortal, is how what are you looking for? Beep, uh, what are you doing? Beep wants to uh, very quietly with his tinker tools start uh, repairing some of the damage to his armor. He's gonna go ahead and oh, he can't. I thought he had cure wounds. Okay, um, I'm I'm gonna ch- kind of chill out here then. And okay. if uh, combat ensues, I'm I'm ready to jump out and surround this guy. All right. Um, Poe. I'm, I'm in the beat. same boat. Um, okay. All right. So what'd you say, sir? Uh, sir am, am I still able to speak with the dragon? Yes, you are still able to speak with the dragon. So, but I was just checking because Poe has not entered the room yet. He's kind of just, he's just kind of like hanging around the corner. Okay. Um, yeah, Poe's in the back. Okay. I would, I want to ask the dragon who cursed him. It was the builders of this tomb. I was slain in mortal combat. And instead of traveling to the afterlife, they imprisoned me to guard my enemy. Did your enemy happen to have an axe? Yes. It was the very one that slew me. It's pretty tough luck, man. I mean, what if we... uh, I mean, what if we just took the axe off your hands and... I mean, maybe if we left with the axe, you wouldn't have to guard it anymore. Unfortunately, I cannot uh, permit that. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. And it sounds like you had some really bad luck. But it sounds like if we need to take what we came for, we're going to have to go through you. (laughs) Little mortal, you can try. At this point, the dragon's attention is on the other guys, right? Yes. All right. Can I like duck my head out of stealth and point at the skull to make sure that they notice that that's where he's attached, but without alerting the dragon? Is there a way to do that? I mean, it's backs to us, isn't it? Or yeah, it's, it's back is to you. You can try. So I would do it as a sleight of hand check. All right, here we go. Aha! This is where I break the urn. <laughs> that's an eleven. It's an eleven. Okay, so um. So you're, you're kind of like, like, you're like waving your hands like. Either they don't notice or the dragon notices. One of the two. JK, yeah. I don't know. So they don't really take, uh, they don't really take stock of what you're doing. <laughs> the dragon will look around for a second and she'll look back down to Sergio. Have you noticed the bones around here? These are the ones that imprisoned me. Do you think for a second that I will not give you the same fate as long as I am trapped within this tomb? I will guard that weapon. Sex to sack then! And roll initiative. I'm, I'm kicking this dragon's ass. Let's do this! Okay, so did everybody roll initiative? Yes. I got a big old 10. Muriel, did you roll? Not yet. Give me a second. And a mighty right. seven. Okay, so Muriel got a seven. What did everybody else get? I got a 17. I got a 17. 14. Sergio got a, Sergio got a 15. Okay. Sornar? Uh, that would be a 14. Okay. So in order, it's going to be Beep, Sergio, Sornar, the dragon, Poe, and then Muriel. So we'll start this up with Beep Mark Four. Yeah, so Beep is going to step from behind this column that he's behind, and he's going to get into a flanking position behind this guy. He's going to head and cast. All right, so uh, Radiant Longsword 14 will miss. Oh, no, another one of these guys. All right, Um, I'll use my extra attack. 
23 will. 23 will hit. So, as you slash into the creature, I almost dealt the damage to you. Uh, as you slash into the creature, it deals 13 points of damage. <sighs> and we will go... Me. <laughs> one of the guardians. You had one of the guardians to help you? Sergio, it is your turn. So I'm going to look the dragon in the eye, and I'm going to say, I'm sorry, my friend. And then I'm going to take a swing at him. All right, go ahead. Roll for attack. On the 19. Na- a 19 will hit. I'm going to use Divine Smite. All right. Uh, so the, since this is an undead creature, go ahead and roll the extra D8 of damage. All right. I'm going to go ahead and roll the weapon damage first and then give you the Divine Smite damage. That's 14 points of slashing damage and 13 radiant. And did you cast it at a higher level? I did indeed. Second level. Okay, so you, as you cast it at a second level, so... Alright, so you did 27, 30, 33 points of damage to the creature. Goddamn. Alright, now I'm gonna go for my second attack. It's just gonna be straight. Okay. I'm gonna go for a, uh, another weapon attack. It's just gonna be straight roll. Damn. Uh, the 15 will miss. I don't like how roll 20 shows you with advantage. Because then you see that nat 20 you miss. And that will end my right. turn. Well, you can change that. I, think so. I, need to do that. I won't lie, it does break my heart a little bit. I know, right? Alright, uh, so uh, Sergio, are you doing anything else? I'm going to use I'm gonna use uh, some of my movement just to make some room for the rest of the group. I'm going to move to the left. Uh, you will not be able to move to the left. That's where the uh, Guardian is. I mean, you can move like, further to, to the left. Uh, then I'll just stay right here. I mean, Alright, Sorinar, it is your turn. I am going to cast Sacred Flame. Alright. Ah, you foul beast. So I got an 11. So that's going to do 14 radiant damage. 14 radiant damage onto the creature. Oh. <sighs> Holy warriors. Alright, it's turn. Uh, are you doing anything else, Sorinar? No, but I'm going to re-show the uh, uh, Sacred Thing, and you can determine of when it attacks. So on its turn, it'll make the, uh, it'll make the save, okay? Okie dokie. All right, so it's a dexterity saving throw, correct? That is correct. All right, so he got a nine uh, for his saving throw. So how much damage does he take? He's going to take 20 radiant damage. 20 radiant damage, all right. Damn, 20 radiant, holy shit. Yeah, you're making very sure, uh, very short work of this of this creature. It's going to reel back. As soon as it takes the damage, it's going to reel back. I need everybody in the room to go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw versus being blinded. Oh, hooray! Gross. All right. That's going to be a 10 from Sorinar. That'll be a 25 from Muriel. Okay. It'll be an 8 for Sergio. Okay. Yeah, that's an at 27 from Old Poe. All right. Me, bro, the 7. <laughs> All right. So, Sergio, Sorinar, and Beep, you guys are blinded until the end of your next turn. Okay. Blinded by the by light. The light. Uh, so Poe, Muriel, as this light shines on, you see shadows appear where the skeletons are on the walls. And as the shadows, uh, as the shadows appear, they start to peel themselves from the wall. And this is and the, not going to be good. And the dra- and the dragon looks upon you and is like, "This is your fate." So Poe, you are not blinded, so this is just going to be a straight. This is going to be just a straight attack towards you. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I did. I did take the defensive stance. Remember, that was my prep. So he's going to right. advantage if that's okay. That's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I was ready for this dragon to fucking fuck us up. So with this advantage, uh, it rolled an 18. With this advantage, 18? Jesus. 
Yeah, that hits. I'm an old man. Okay, so you don't take any damage. Oh, it's a shadow, isn't it? God damn. But you will lose. You will lose one d four points of strength. So you will lose two, 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 uh, two points of strength. Er, Pony has eight. Well, now he has six. Oh God. <laughs> You're an old crippled man. It's fine. Oh, this can kill Poe. All right. This can. This can indeed kill Poe. Sergio, with uh, with advantage, uh, 24 to attack you. Okay, that will hit. Okay. Uh, you're going to take two points of strength damage. Oh, shadows are so rough. They oh, are. No. Is this is this permanent effect? It is until you, ta- until you finish a short or long rest. Just to let you know, the shadow is standing where the guardian is. He's standing where the guardian is. Do that on the character sheet. Just make a note of it, and you'll fi- and we'll figure it out. Uh, Muriel, can you go ahead and roll me a, a stealth check to see if the creature sees you? Sure. This is uh, whether or not I die. So here we go with advantage. Hopefully, I live. That is going to be a twenty-five for stealth. It will actually not notice you. Uh, beep. Beep. Does a uh, does a sixteen does not hit you? Correct. It does not. And a 14 will not hit you. No, it doesn't. And this one is going to move over to Sergio again. Sergio, will 16 hit you? It will not. It will not? Okay. No. And now the dragon's turn. It's going to move It's going to move over here. And I need I need Sergio, Sornar, and Poe to all make me dexterity saving throws. Another thing Poe's good at. Oh, remember, uh, two of you are blinded, so... So, as it steps eight. away from it, can I use my reaction to take an opportunity attack? You can. Twenty-six. So that's going to be a thirteen from Sornar. Okay. So how much did you? How much damage did you do to the creature? Twelve slashing. Twelve slashing. All right. So you do twelve. Uh, twelve points of slashing. <clears throat> Peep. You do see that the, even though the creature moves, the tail of the creature is wisping away from the from the skull. So let me see the rolls again. Uh, eight, thirteen, and twenty-six. So congratulations to Poe. <laughs> You do. You yeah. only take. You only take half damage from this. I have the rogue evasion, so I take none. You take no damage from this, which yep. is even better. Monks get that at level seven instead of like three. Oh no, you guys get it at five. That's right. Yeah. Jump out of way. So you guys are gonna take eight d six. So anybody that failed the save will take thirty three points of damage. Poe, you will take no points of damage. All right, I am going to use as a reaction my stone's endurance. Okay. Wait, was this lightning breath or something? It's shadow breath, so it's necrotic damage. Oh, and the shadows are immune to it. That's why they didn't. Yeah. Yep, they take, yep they're immune to necrotic. So I negate two damage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so next up is Poe. All right, Poe's going to look around the room for a hot second. Is okay. the axe within sight, like line of sight? You do not see the axe, no. Like, it's not hanging up on the wall all, like... No. Dramatically. No. Nothing like that. It's not, like, in the head of the dragon's skeleton. It's not in the not in the head of the dragon's skeleton at all. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> well, I guess I'm just going to take out these... Uh... Poe's going to... Fury of blows, and he's going right. to start taking out these shadows because they can get pretty bad. All right, all right. First strike against the shadow in front of me. A twenty-six. Does a twenty-six hit? It'd be scary if they if it didn't. Yes, yeah, so a twenty-six would hit. I forgot. 
everything updates. Awesome. All right, so 26 hits. I do nine blood, magic bludgeoning damage straight to the sh- to the uh, Dementor's face. Whoosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Take my happiness now. Bam. And then uh, does a 16 hit. Does everything... A 16. A 16 will hit. Yes. All right. And I'm going to kick him with my old man feet for an extra seven bludgeoning damage. So that's 16. <laughs> Is it still up? Nope. It will dissipate. Hooray. And then, so that's my main action and my extra attack. And then I'm going to move over between these two shadows. And I'm going to do my Fury of Blows to the one right of our paladin. All right. Still really bad with names. I'm sorry, everyone. You're an old man. We forgive you. That's a 17 and a 24 against this this other guy. Yep. Against the guy to the right. And that's 10 damage. Is it still up? It's still up with 10 damage. All right, 19 damage. I'll put him down. He will put him down. He will go. He will dissipate. All right. And with that, Poe gains the ability of disengage with his fury of blows and goes, you guys do well. And and run into the corner. Oh, hi, Muriel. See, if you say that, I'm there. going to kill you. <laughs> well, uh, he did say that. It is your turn. So oh, have at thee. <laughs> Alright, I don't think he Unless he has like a I rolled a, a 25 I thought on my stealth So I don't think he actually sees me You were doing the uh, the hand gestures thing So <laughs> I guess so, whatever At this point I ignore the senior citizen In the group Right. And uh, I decide to do the smart thing Actually no, it's not the smart thing The smart thing would be to get out of here But uh, what I'm going to do Mm-hmm. Is let's see. I am going to s- try to sneak 5, 10, 15, 20 around mm-hmm. this column mm-hmm. and sneak attack this dragon skull. Okay, roll for damage. Uh, roll for an attack. Am I allowed to sneak attack a skull? I feel like you can attack a skull, you can't s- sneak attack a skull. Dang it's it. An, it's an inanimate object, it has a spy. <laughs> But it looks like Beats next to it, so you might be able to still see the effect. Can I get the the, my, the question is, can I get the damage? Because I hopefully hit it with the twenty six. You do hit it with the twenty six. Uh, roll regular damage. Darn it! Okay. Oh my. That's fourteen piercing damage, though. That is a lot of damage. Magical piercing, I should say. All right. As you pierce the skull, you see cracks of uh, purple fire blaze out of it. The dragon whips his head around. <sighs> you. You dare! You now have the dragon's full attention. Haha, in that case, I'm gonna use my bonus action to step behind this column and, uh, can I stealth or no at this point? As a, uh, as a bonus action, do you hide? Yeah. Alright, go ahead, roll for stealth. Time to Scooby-Doo the crap out of this mess. <laughs> because that's that's all I can see it in my head right now. Okay, that will be a twenty stealth. You think you're being sneaky? You're like you're, you're, hide, I, you're hiding. You're hiding. Your your body is pressed against the columns. Like, don't find me. 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 Ooh, classic <laughs> Bilbo and smogs. And... Yeah, yeah, basically. If if Bilbo were a chain smoker. All right, and uh, that is my turn. All right, Pretty sure. Chief, it's your turn. Also, he canonically smokes a pipe. 
He does. So I, I'm basically Bilbo in like 50 years. I don't know. Anywho, next person's turn. All right. So Beep is going to step forward to get next to this uh, skull, and he's going to take an attack on it. 27 will, will hit the skull. It's 12 magical slashing. Anytime you hit the skull, you see the dragon just coil and, and twist its body racking with pain. Are you doing anything else? Beep. Yep. I'm going to use my extra attack. Does an 18 hit? 18 will hit the skull, yes. Foolish dragon is showing his cards. Anything else? I'm just going to reposition a little bit back to here, and then that will end my turn. As the flames start to go out, the, the size of the beast starts to actually diminish. Sergio, it is your turn. Is Sergio still blinded? No, you're you're no you're not blinded. Okay, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna make an attack on the shadow right next to me. Okay, with my magic greatsword. Will an 18 hit? An 18 will hit. I'll give you eight slashing damage. Okay. And is the dragon close enough to take a swing at? Yep. All right, I am going to take a swing at the dragon next. Okay. Uh, not 20. I'll give you 28. Yeah. yeah. I am going to add that in with Divine Smite Undead. Oh, all right. So I'm going to give you 15 plus 6 Magical Slashing and then another second level Divine Smite. I uh, will give you 13 Radiant Damage. Okay. Sergio. And uh-huh. that one. Yeah. Please tell everybody how you make the killing blow. I am going to take my greatsword and shove it through the chest of the dragon. And that is when the radiant damage explodes out of its chest. But right before it dies, I, I want my uh, I want Sergio to say, be at peace. Just like the fire that it uh, that it come from, it goes out and you see you see a trail. You see a trail of purplish smoke swip right back and right back into the skull the skull's eyes are still glowing red but it's it seems to be looking around frantically do i notice this everybody notices that uh, i would like to call out to, to the entire group strike the head sorinar it is your turn uh where is it so the spirit went uh into the skull okay i'm gonna cast uh sacred flame sacred flame uh it is an inanimate object so just go ahead and roll for damage that's going to be 15. The skull will, crum- uh, will crumble and turn to dust as it's burned away by its divine light. Do all the shadows dissipate? They do. Huzzah! The day is ours! Muriel lights a cigarette. Huzzah! That's a I'm going to pull out my blanket and lay on the floor and uh, go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is night-night time. Uh, I get a bag and, and pick up that dust. Okay. Might you be worth up- something. Might be. Hey, I put was, it on my belt. That was fun. All right. Oh, now where's that axe? Uh, Sergio is going to drop to one knee because he is hurt really badly. Poe walks over to Sergio, seeing him bending down on one knee and goes, oh, is the axe down there? And I lean over. Before no, I go to sleep, no. <laughs> uh, I tell Sergio to come here. All right. I walk over to him. Well, not walk, more like stumble. <laughs> I cast Cure Wounds at... Uh, with my last spell slot, uh, healing you for a whole five. Dope. A whole a whole last five. And then I pass out. Alright, so Sorinar passes out. Sergio takes a little bit of healing. Uh, Beep, what are you doing? Uh, so Beep wants to uh, look around. Uh, can you tell us kind of what we see on this little 
looks like a platform on itself. Sure. So this mausoleum at the far wall has a dais. On top of the dais seems to be a tomb, another sarcophagi. This one, uh, where is the ones that you've, well, not you personally, uh, B, but where the party has seen the other ones, they were they were intricately carved. This one seems to be just uh, very plain made out of stone. You do see scratch marks where um, where chisels where chisels had struck the stone, but it it seems to be an incomplete work. As you're looking around the mausoleum itself, everything just seems like it wasn't done, it wasn't finished. But the sarcophagus does have a does have a heavy stone slat on top of it. All right. Well, gentlemen, it seems like the other guys are going to sleep. Should we wait, or I'm not that picky. Let's let's check it slightly out with caution. Okay. Like, uh, see if we can sense any sort of like evil coming from it. Muriel takes a long drag from her cigarette and uh, puts taps out some of the ash on the sarcophagus. Okay. Well, right. nothing happened. <laughs> okay. Does it seem like I could maybe lift it, open it? It would be a strength check to to lift up the sarcophagus. What um, kind of writing does it have on it? It doesn't have any writing on it. There's scratch marks where it's looked to be someone was starting to do something, and then it abruptly stops. So it all is there any pattern or anything? It it looks like a it looks like a, a stone of, pot. Ah! The monster of yeah, pretty much. Monster. Of, ah. Um, <laughs> M- Muriel looks at Poe. Hey, that shadow got you right. Yeah, I'm feeling kind of sad and weak from it still, actually. Well, so that sounds about normal. But you probably should take a rest or something. Yeah, I'm Can't... no... I, I'm a spring chicken. I'm fine. Sit down and go to sleep. No, Poe's actually, like, he has not taken any damage from the last two fights. It's great. Well, he lost a couple levels of strength, right? Oh, yeah, but Poe never had strength to begin with, so he's fine. True, but if, if we run into anything else, though, it might kill him. That does the strength drainy thing. Just out of character, when I wake up, I, I do have some strength on me being a Goliath. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too much strength. I'm sure a robot's got this. Yeah. All right. Um, so if Beep, if Beep is going to try to open up the sarcophagus, I need him to make me a strength, uh, strength check. I can try to open this, but I'm actually really scared. Muriel and Poe take a step back. Uh, beep, you got you get? this. It's a yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, weep. I'm gonna. Weep. Um, encouraging wouldn't really <laughs> give him advantage, would it? Oh, oh, what'd you get? Oh, I didn't help him. No, I'm giving a shot. Sure, don't give yeah. me a shot. It's too heavy, guys. Wow, uh, that so, was amusing. So as uh, so yeah, you're you're just you're shaking too much. You can't you can't get it open. You're like I, I was like yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely get it open. You're like ha- you're just like half trying. Just nope, can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> Sergio's like, do you mind if I give it a shot? Poe turns around, seeing Sergio get out of bed. Uh, yeah, Sergio sure. and Sor- Soren are two different people. I thought you were both taking a long rest. No, I just need a little bit of heals. Not yet. I'm going to go ahead and... Do you want me to make another strength check, DM? Uh, yeah, you can make another strength check. All right. I'm going to go ahead and make another strength check. See if I open the lid. Okay. Good idea, Muriel. Take another step Will back. Will a 23 do it? Yeah. Uh, yep. A uh, 20, uh, 23 will do it. So you start to push on it. It, sl- it starts to slide. You're like... Shh, shh. And with beep there, you got, you're able to safely uh, move... You're safely move the lid off the sarcophagus. And through the light that is uh, 
that is on Beep's forehead. You see a glint of gold and, and jewels. Uh, I'll sift through it, see if what's, what we came for is in there. Okay. Uh, so you see, uh, you see a, a treasure trove of silver, uh, silver, copper, gold, platinum, and you also see gems, but you see no weapon. Uh, Make- looks like there's just <laughs> treasure in here. No axe. Poe, Muriel, anybody that's not sifting through the treasure, go ahead and make me a perception check. So once you said the axe wasn't there, my dog just let out a big, I felt, I felt that. Uh, Was it perception or investigation? Just a perception or, uh, yeah, just give me a perception check. It's a natural 20. That's an 18. uh, Or that's a 16 for me. Okay. So with a natural 20, when the dragon roared and and shook the area to the left, the far wall, Part of the wall has actually um, started to crumble down. The rest of everything seems structurally sound, but it seems to be a f- almost like a false wall. Hey guys, come come take a look at this. It looks like this place is not structurally sound. I could have told you that. Well, uh, I'm down for taking a short rest before we uh, head to the next room. I don't know about a long rest. That's probably a good call. Unless you guys want to go back outside and take a quick... Quick, long rest. <laughs> I just want. I'm gonna scoop the treasure out of the tomb for the group and divide it up to everyone equal shares. Oh, that left. So, what uh, do you do? Let's let's spend eight hours because a long rest doesn't need to be sleeping. That's correct. It can be doing like just resting here. So, yeah, we can spend this time counting money. I'm not opposed to that and like whittling. Poe needs to finish up his butterflies. You know, okay. I would like to once Poe gets his uh, chair, I'd like to pick his pocket for it. Oh God damn it! Come on. <laughs> oh, he's so old. He's so old. <laughs> All right. Get? So you spent so you spend eight hours. Uh, you spend eight hours resting, uh, recuperating. Eight. It's been quite an adventure so far, and these last eight hours have been the most uh, peaceful you've actually have experienced. Since you're not journeying and traveling, you find the you find this tune to be eerily quiet. Poe wants to break that quiet with a nice story of his when he was young in the old days, when he used to be okay. tough. Yeah, you just okay. start out as a bard. You had to work your way through monk and other such classes. I mean, um. Anyway, yeah, no, Poe po will tell stories of his old times to break the awkward silence during these eight hours. Okay. They trail no, off and don't make sense at times. But... Muriel rolls her eyes at most of them and says, at whispers to, uh, who would be the closest to Muriel through all this? Like physically or emotionally? Yeah, phys- physically. Sergio is would be, the, it would be the physically closest to you. All right. Muriel leans over Sergio and says, He's bullcrap in half that mess. That never happened. And I swear, this whale had teeth like sharks. It was crazy. Never happened. I have the scars to prove it. Oh, definitely. He got that scar when I threw an iron at him. Those were the days. All right. Uh, Sorinar, are you you sleeping the entire eight hours or anything that you want to do? Yeah, no, I am going to sleep as long as it's required to get my full rest. Okay. So, uh, so Sorinar, you pass out. You're you're out for you're you're out for a good six hours. When you when you awake, you you can do your prayers to get your uh, to get your divine power back. Sergio, what are you doing during this time? Uh, Muriel Muriel's trying to 
I guess um I guess trying to shame Poe, I, I guess is the, the correct term for that. No, she's I just am. she's just being like she's letting him ramble, but like just quietly saying, nah, this this never happened. Okay. He's he's pulling this out of his butt. Or yeah, no, dementia. No. One of the two. <laughs> she's not saying it like out loud to interrupt him. She's just saying it like like uh, a stage whisper almost to Sergio. All right. Uh, Sergio, what are you doing? I'm standing guard, keeping watch. Okay. And uh, Beep, Mark Four, what are you doing for this for this eight hours of rest? So I've got the right tool for the job. So I'm going to use my Smith's tools to uh, start tinkering away and building up this steel defender. Everybody, I'd like to introduce you to Boop. Uh, well, Cute. I know nothing of this Boop. It's a little mechanical creature. It looks kind of like a dog. He's a good boy. How adorable. Hey, does anyone have an ink set? Uh, ink set? No. House can right. make better. House can make better. All right. So, uh, Miria, what, what did you roll in your sleight of hand to try to steal Poe's money? I got a... I got a <laughs> sorry. I got a 16. Uh, and uh, he has a passive perception of 12. Uh... How much money did we get anyway? <laughs> how much money since we spent most of this time like counting while yeah. I'm telling stories? How much how much gold is here? Five hundred copper pieces, six thousand silver pieces, twenty one hundred gold pieces, one hundred platinum, and eight gemstones that equal about fifty uh fifty gold apiece. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. A uh oh, I can't do math that quickly. A slight for a slight fortune. Can you, um, uh, could you post it in the chat? Yeah, I'll go ahead and post it in the chat. Thank you. You're is welcome. There, is there anything in these uh, jars? Yes, there. There is ashes in in the jars. If you like to, if you would like to dig through them, um, you can. I'm gonna just dump it out. All right. So you just uh, you just push it over. How big are they? They're about the size of uh, they're about the size of Poe. I will like to actually try and pick it up and and dump it completely over. Okay. So you're almost like water bottling it, just and like. And you turn and you turn it upside down. Ash will fall out, and the one that you're picking up, a black mass will hit will hit the ground. Just plop. is it a gooey mass? No, it's uh, it's a mummified mass, so it's it's dry. Oh, mask! I heard mass, M A S S. I did say mass, M A S S. It's a mummified mass, so it's it's dried. All right, uh, then I am gonna move to the one north of it and do the same. Okay. The same thing will fall out. Ashes and uh, any black mass will fall out. The masses are different shapes and sizes. Can I identify what it is? Uh, roll me a medicine check. They seem very. They seem very similar to the urns that were in the room with all the undead. Um, they seem to be organs. You're not sure which organs they are, but uh, but they're. It's just on a much larger scale. All right. I uh, try and smash them with my mace. Well, we're doing this after our eight-hour rest, right? That is correct. Because, <laughs> like, eight-hour rest is supposed to be, like, very light work. No attacking anything. Right. Yeah, This. Yeah. we'll go ahead and say this is, af- this is after the eight, the eight hours All rest. All right, so we all healed and spell slots back. Fantastic. Strength is yep. back, too. Yay! As Sordar starts smashing things, it's almost like um, when you strike it, you hit it, and it just kind of, like, falls apart. Like... The only thing that the only thing that was holding it together was the fact that it was together, basically. There's no sinew, everything is just dried out. It's like it's a dried husk. Good. 
I mean, there's enough undead stuff in this uh, temple. Mm-hmm. A very, a very weird amount of undead for a fabled hero. I keep smashing. Okay. As you walk around the urn, you dump out the urns, the ashes, and you just you're smashing, you smash away. As Sornar is doing all this, I'm very curious to figure out what Miro, Poe, uh, Sergio, and Beep are all doing. Are you are you all just watching this or? It is a slight form of entertainment. Okay. Uh, Muriel is enjoying the vast wealth that she has uncovered from uh, Poe's pockets. Um, <laughs> the best Poe part is that he's so a- much better, <laughs> lighter, and luckier. Poe got one of his lucky points back. He feels lucky. So lucky. She's doing her best to put you in the poor house. <laughs> the the house Kenneth uh, would appreciate its cut as well. <laughs> yeah, if anyone has a higher passive perception than her 16, they see her rob my ass. The question is, do they care? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> I love our team. I knew I should have just taken the feet alert. Right. <laughs> All right. Sudden alert, old man. <laughs> All right. So, what do you? Uh... Road not taken. So, so I I go to the team. I see that they're uh, sifting through money, um, and I ask for my share. Okay. Eight hundred and twenty gold each, baby. Almost enough to buy plate. That was so much math. Who <laughs> needs to take a short rest to like regain <laughs> his math <laughs> brain? Hey. Oh. His he, word brain he wasn't really using his too. brain anyways. Apparently he wasn't using his gold either. <laughs> That's true. All right. Everyone gains 820. Poe gains, I don't know. And mm-hmm. let's head through that crumbled wall. So the wall is still there. It's just crumbled. You will need to either push it down or hit it with something to break the wall away. I want to kick it. Kia! You want to kick it? Yeah, go for it. All right. Roll me a strength check to kick the wall. Oh, I can't just do an attack. Go ahead. If you want to roll an attack, go ahead and roll an yeah, attack. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do a Kia. Oh, a net right. 20, baby! <laughs> Alright, so... Um, That's a whole 10 damage! Fist. Oh. So Poe so po so po po walks po. over and takes a deep breath. Kia! <sighs> and lets out a big punch. Alright, so Poe so po goes over there, and he, basi- he basically... You Kool-Aid man your way through it. <laughs> oh, yeah! And I give I give a classic cartoon thumbs up, like G.I. Joe. Thumbs up to the group as the uh, wall crumbles down, I suppose. So you find Good a nat- job. you find Sorry. a natural cave that stre- that stretches into the darkness. The passageway is narrow and hard to maneuver as you make your way down. It's very hard, so like any type of combat you feel would basically be non-existent because you can't actually, you're having a hard time moving through it. As you keep descending further and further down, it slowly starts to open up. Should I take the lead and try to scout ahead? Oh, yeah. Let the scout scout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do your thing. Uh, scout, a, uh, do your scouting. ADM. Uh, yep. So, for one, uh, I uh, recast light on my mace, um, and for two, uh, it's not allowing me to enter. It's not allowing you to... Uh, to enter, uh, I'm assuming that the, the rest of the team went through this wall. Oh, it's over here. That would be why. You were in the wrong part of the map. That's fine. 
Okay. Muriel got a 29 to stealth. Okay. You feel like you're being very sneaky. All right. So, uh, uh, so the cavern. If you want to get back into the hallway. No, you're fine. Okay. Soon the cave opens up into a small chamber. Dim light is seen. It's produced by a single candle sitting next to the head of a skeleton dressed in rusted mail. Upon his chest rests a great axe, its blade and handle covered in dust. No other items of note seem to be in this cavern, whereas the rest of the, where the rest of the tomb seems to have been of grandeur. Uh, this, di- this just seems to be a small burial meant for a lone warrior who has outlived his time. A peaceful place. Not for long. Um, <laughs> with my 29 stealth, I would like to creep a little closer. Do I see anything off or trap-like as I approach the corpse? You don't see any traps? There doesn't seem to be any type of grandeur? Okay. Should I make an investigation check for... Well, I, by traps, I meant like arrows sprouting from walls and that sort of thing. Or... No, I, under- I understand. Okay, uh, right. everything, it seem, it just This seems to be a naturally forming cave. It doesn't seem to be been worked at all. Okay. Uh, you said the axe was right on his chest? Mm-hmm. All right. I would like to come over and uh, make a sleight of hand and just take the axe. Okay, go ahead and make me a sleight of hand check. And this is where I fumble. Okay. The yep. issue you have yep. is you don't have a bag yep. of sand. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Here we go. Of course, because everybody knows with a bag of sand, you get advantage on, st- on sleight of hand checks. Yeah. This is why I'm called the ghost. I can move through things pretty well, but as soon as I try to pick something up... Goes yep. right through my hands. Okay, that was a ten for sleight of hand. <laughs> okay, so you reach out, you you reach out, and you you grasp the axe, and you bring it, and you bring it up. The moment you do, you feel this energy pulsing through your hand. It vibrates a little bit. The skeletal hand offers no resistance, and you're able to take the axe away. This was way too easy, but uh, since I'm a master thief, I assume that uh, obviously nothing would go wrong. Okay. Uh, I take the axe and I head back to the tunnel. Okay. Obviously, nothing wrong here. Nothing to see. Right. Um, All right, guys. Beep. I got the axe. Beep, Sergio, Poe, Sornar. Are you four doing anything? Congratulations. <laughs> Great job. Let's get the hell out of here. No way. An axe? That's like my third favorite kind of weapon. What are your first two? A long sword and a hammer. Whoa. Uh, Sornar, Sergio, are you two doing anything? No, we got what we came for. Let's go. Let's All start right. heading towards the, the entrance. All right, fair enough. It's been a while since I've been to the surface. Can I tag along with you guys? Oh, can we take a vote can. on that? I vote no. Poe ignores the vote and puts his arm around him. Of course you can. Let's go. We're off to see the wizard. The wonderful wizard. All right, let's head out of this dungeon. All right, as you make your way out, you head up the stairs. The further the axe gets away, the fires, the lights, everything starts to dim down. Uh, so the lights, the lights go out. As you're as you're looking around, the bubbling starts to die down as well. It feels like almost the magic is escaping from this tomb. As you make your way out from the rock face that you that the tomb was put into, it cool night air hits your face for the first time since you've entered the cave. The moon shines overhead, and there's not a cloud in sight. Oh shit, we made it out. Oh my god, we did it! Yeah! All right. I, I go for high fives all around. Oh, I second that. All right, I extend my hand as high as possible. <laughs> okay. And jump up and down trying to reach. As we leave the, the tomb, 
Does the obelisk do anything? No. This is too easy. This is way too easy. Can I make a perception check around the the area, see if I notice anything off or different from when we went in? Sure, go ahead. Uh, make me a perception check. Uh, twenty uh, twenty six per to perception. It is very it's very dark, but the light of the moon casts dim light over. In the thicket that you guys entered, you do see torch lights dancing. Hey bozos, we got company. We may not want to take that route out. How close are these dancing lights? Like, are they about to show themselves? They are pretty far away. Uh, what direction are they heading? East or west? North, south? They seem to be circling. They seem to be searching for something. As you're walking around, you do see large tracks in the dirt around the obelisk. Like something was there and was searching around. You see large footprints and also um, very large uh, either dog or, or wolf tracks. Uh, I'm going to cast Investigation to see if I can tell where they came from or where they went to. You're going to cast Investigation? But, uh, I'm going to investigate. I know. I got you. I was, it was fun. All right. What'd you get? I got a 24. Um, also, also, before we jumped out of the airplane, did we ever establish a point of extraction? You, d- uh, you did. Um, so uh, if, you re- if you remember, Sergio has a wand. So you're to find you're to find a clearing, a a flat area, and then you're to shoot and then you're to shoot the flare that the wand is, and they will they will see it and come pick you up. All right. Well, then I'm going to take a step over here, and I am going to set off the wand. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the best spot for that. Can Muriel try to stop him before he does that? Initiative. Okay. See how that goes. Because um, there are people what, what... searching for us right next door. What what was the response of the investigation? He's probably going to win. Yeah, I got an eight and he got okay. a nine. So he fires it off right before we do. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> All right. As you're looking around um, with your investigation. So the tracks themselves are barefoot, um, but they seem to also have claws. Uh, these are the telltale tracks of um, these are the telltale tracks of bugbears. Now there are, there are tales of of goblins riding upon large wolves. They seem to have come from the thicket, searched around the area, and then left. And you see in the woods that there are torchlights. So there's a large group of goblinoids actively searching the area. If you do recall from the first uh, from the first episode. You guys are in Shakator's lands. He is a bugbear warlord. It could be safely assumed that these are his men and you are trespassing on his territory. I relay what I know to the party and say, I don't think they're here for us, but I don't think they want us here. So I need you to roll initiative and see if you beat out Sergio's uh, nine. No, I rolled a two. I did not. Okay. So here's the order as I see it then. Sergio says, okay, we're in a clearing. He goes out, he goes to the middle of the clearing and point, uh, points his wand up and, fi- and, fires the, and fires the flare out. Muriel, a split second after, goes, no, don't do that. And then, um, Sor- and then Sorinar will look up, be like, oh, we're in trouble. And then, he'll, and then you see the flare sh- being shot out. I would like to stealth. So the flare grows up a giant green firework. It hits the sky and explodes. At the same time, you hear the horns of a uh, of a war band. They are coming. They are coming through the north. The clearing itself is going to be large enough for the ship to land, but it may have to land in the middle of a battlefield. The only escape that you see right now that is close to the flare is 
on top of the cliff. It is fairly steep, about 50 feet. Um, it's a 50 feet sheer rock. You can try to climb it if you wish to get higher and get out of the way, but the warband is uh, is going to start approaching. What do you all do? I have a rope that we can use. There's just somebody's got to be able to climb up there and tie it off so that everyone can climb up. Uh, Poe's got it, and uh, he uses his slippers as spider climbing and just walks up the cliffside. <laughs> then I will give you my rope and you take it up there. I'll, I'll assist with my rope, depending on its length. So the rest of you, you see the torches get closer and closer. Yeah, we climb um, up there. there. Poe's climbing up, so Poe, what's your movement speed? Uh, With the dash action, it's 90 movement speed per six seconds. Okay, so Poe, you run straight, right up a, uh, a, sh- a sheer rock cliff. <laughs> At the top, it is flat. You don't see any trees, no major uh, rock outcroppings. What is your strength score? Uh, Hang on, no, I'm going to do something else. I'm not holding on to this. This is going to be very bad. Oh, I don't have any, like... I don't have any rock climbing stuff. Damn. Uh, I have a burglar's pack. I'm already up here. You know what? I'll. Yeah. I'll just hold it, and hopefully the strongest guy comes up first. This one's just gonna suck. But one at a time, please! I scream. How heavy is everybody else? Either the strongest person or the lightest person should come first. I'm 145. If I can get up with a burglar tools, um, I used some in the the dungeon earlier, but I might be able to use it to get a good, get the rope secured in some way. Like a stake into the ground or something. Yeah. I have an idea you might be able to use. It depends on how creative everyone wants to be with the idea. Well, we got to act fast is the key factor here. So someone has to... Well, I think I may be the... Muriel, one of my javelins, and she can take it up there. You guys can put it in the ground and tie the rope off. Okay, I've got an idea, guys. I want to try to cast rope trick. Okay. (gasps) I love this spell. Feet straight up. Okay. So I want to kind of position it so that I know that it goes into that extra dimensional space, but we don't necessarily have to go in there. We can just crawl up the rope and then jump onto the clifftop. That is correct. That is amazing. All right. You hurriedly cast your spell. Uh, the torch, uh, the torch lights are getting closer. They're not in a huge. They're they're in a hurry, but because of the because of the thicket, they are they have to move uh, with difficult terrain. But they are steadily getting closer and closer to you. The rope shoots up sixty feet. The tip of it seems to disappear into an extra dimensional space. Uh, what do you do, dude? Let's hide in that thing. Like if as long as it's properly angled where like they can see it from down there. Like once you guys get up here. You might have to cast it again, but like, and let's hide. Fall out of it. Oh, my question is, is, will we be able to breathe? Yeah, you can. You can breathe yeah, you in breathe. that extra-dimensional space. Yeah, it, this is like a friend. first edition <laughs> kind of spell. Like, it's just so wacky. Right. Um. So happy Beep has this spell. Okay. So anybody that's going, that's climbing the rope, I need you to make me a climb check. So athletics. Could I do acrobatics? You could. Just you have to climb fancy. Oh, I can climb fancy. I am a pirate. <laughs> That's a 30 for acrobatics. I am a pirate. So you start climbing the rope upside down using, you know, using your legs and then like, you know, then fl- and then flipping to your hands and flipping to your legs and flipping to your hands. Uh, oh, so it's totally going to whistle. It's totally going to what? Uh, whistle. <laughs> All right. Down, boy. Uh, what did, uh, so what did what did everybody else get? I rolled a twenty-three. Rolled a twenty-three. Okay. Yep. So Soren, our hand in hand, just huh, 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 huh. 
Beep, what'd you get? So Beep rolled a 15, but he also wants to try to scoop up Boop under one arm and crawl up. All right, so, uh, okay. You scoop up Boop, and using your one hand, you're like, <laughs> So using your hand and your legs, you start to climb, you climb the rope. And Sergio, Sergio, what are you doing? Uh, Sergio, Sergio got a 26 to climb the rope. Okay, so everybody's climbing the rope. What is the, actually, what is the order that everybody's climbing this rope up? So Beep will be last. Trying to scoop up. Boop. Okay. So you two are the last. Uh, Sorenard, you, what'd you say you wanted to do? No, I I want to do, but I will not do. Okay. <laughs> um, All right. I think Muriel was either first or second um, besides Poe. Okay. So are you going into the interdimensional space or are you just um, hanging on the Oh, rock? yeah, no. We're, we're hiding in the interdimensional space and like keep... I'm like looking out into the hole, like a window in a car. Is everybody doing that? Yep. Yes. Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. So as you as you all, as you all are in the interdimensional space, you see a horde of bugbears, goblinoids, hobgoblins. They all exit the thicket. Their torches held up high. They're searching for you. You start to hear shouting from a couple of the bugbears. Does anybody speak goblin? Sergio does. You hear things like, "Where are the interlopers? We shall find them. We should kill them and eat their flesh." Uh, as you got, as you guys sit, did they want to eat us? <laughs> Meat's back on the menu, boys. Meat's back on the menu, boys. As you all are in your interdimensional space, can you see above you, or is it just below you? It's just through the portal that we created. I actually had a question. Did sure. did they mention when they gave the gave us the wand how long it would take for them to reach us? They did not, because there's no way to, to tell that. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming that the airship made a lot of noise. It does. Uh, okay. So would we be able to sort of hear when it gets close? You will. Okay. So we'll need to keep an ear out for that. Then. Is the rope still dangling? Uh, I think we would have pulled it up. Yeah. Beep, up? beep. Beep said he'll pull. That's why Beep okay. wanted to go last so he could pull it up. Okay. So the so he's pulled up there. Yeah, the, so they're all they're all looking and you know they're all looking and watching. As as you guys are as you guys, <laughs> be quiet. As you guys are just waiting, you hear a roar of an engine sound. Lights start to flood the clearing. The bugbears all look up. You see this snarling. <sighs> what do you do? I think that's our cue to lower the rope and use it to get onto the. Uh the top of the cliff face so we can get our t- exit out. I got an idea. We can swing to it. If like a bunch of us hold a bit of the rope. If you want, I can take point on, on holding it because my athletics is like super high. So I can help everyone get up from my- if someone wants to anchor with me. So the so the rope is the rope is anchored to the portal. You would have to go down. You can swing from you can swing from the rope if you like to. Depends on where beat put the, where where did beat put the rope. Well, I was trying to get it so that um, when the portal was created, it'd be pretty much right next to the cliff top. Okay, then you guys can just cl- you guys can just hop out and, and get onto the rock face. Oh, okay. Yeah, up above below. Yeah, it's not a big deal. So you all get onto the rock face. How are you guys going to make sure that they see you? Because they're right now they're looking at a horde of bugbears. Ah, over here! Dude, does the wand have only one charge? 
No, not that you know. All right, I'll, I can use the wand again and try and signal them. Okay. You see the ship. You see the ship overhead. Its spot. Its spotlights are swinging back and forth. It sees the bug. Sees the bug bears. It starts. It starts to. It's falling towards you, and it starts to dip. It starts to level up and dip out. You point your wand to the sky, and you fire it off again. As soon as you do that, it illuminates the Ether Skate, which is the ship that you guys ran onto. It circles back, and then on the rock face itself, it lands. The cargo doors open up, and you see Vilmar at the back of it, waving you over. Get in! Get in! As I'm you hear a big <laughs> raspberry to the goblins down there. They're actually going to fire at you. Yes! Alright, I'm ready for this. I'm getting in the airship. Okay. So, um, as you go, one of the bugbears will see you, and he's actually going to shoot at you. Go ahead. Get to the chopper. To the chopper. So, so how much damage does it do? Or is it just... So, it, so, there's a, uh, so does a 13 hit you? 13 does not hit me. Okay. It's going to do a couple volleys of this. So after out of four, the highest, ro- the highest roll I got was a 22. <laughs> All right. A 22 hits me. Oh, I know. I know. I'm ready for this. Why do you think I did this? I was so excited to finally use this ability. All right. Keep going. Keep going. All right, so, so roll, well, rolls with disadvantage because beat uh, beat uses deflect attack. No, uh, no, no, no. Oh, does a seventeen hit you? Oh yeah, seventeen hits me. Seventeen hits me. Okay, so a large spear uh, is sent is sent your way. It's going to do eight points of damage. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't even need to roll. I use deflect missile, and I spend one key. I grab the javelin out of the air and I throw it back at him. <laughs> and uh yeah i totally use a piece of key and what is it does a 20 what is it i use it uh, i have a piece of ammunition you just caught as part of the same reaction you may attack with proficiency haha so yes 27 hits and uh let's say it does a d6 damage java yep. yeah and 10 damage to the bugbear i just <laughs> grab it out of the air and throw it at him <laughs> And then I get in the chopper and put my sunglasses on. This volley of javelins is thrown at you. One comes towards you. You grab it, spin it around, throw it out. You hear this shoot, and the and the uh, you hear this roar, just, uh, like almost like Ace Ventura. <laughs> Never forget the name. Uh, uh. Oh no, I forgot it. Oh. How? No. They can't hear you anymore. Oh, 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 I ruined the moment. Portabella. (laughs) So you all hop onto the ship. Vilmar is waiting for you. The ship, um, the ship gets is a little rocky. I'm on this getting up, um, but the door, the doors close, and you guys shoot off into the night. Vilmar looks at you. Did you retrieve it? Yeah. I uh, pull the axe out of my backpack and smoke my cigarette triumphantly. And I see it. You're looking at it right now. First, we lift off and get out of here. Okay. He hits the button. Captain, take us out. As you guys, as you guys rock it into the night. May I? Muriel looks at the the others. You okay with handing this over? Well, we were paid for. Okay. Muriel hands it over. Okay. He'll take the axe. Vilmore, as you know, he's always very properly dressed. His hands his hands are always in 
and is always in white gloves. He wears his collars all the way up to his neck. So the the axe itself is very dusty. So he'll actually take a he'll actually take a rag out, grip the axe with the rag, and then he'll use that to clean the dust off it. Once he clean once he cleans the dust off it, you see the blade is actually black, and you and has red veins running through, almost like magma. He goes, "Yes, this is what we've been looking for. Thank you all. I appreciate it. We we will be heading back to Breland and." Uh, you shall you shall get your reward. Can I cast divine sense real quick? Sure. Is there any type of evil in the vicinity? That seemed kind of sinister. Did not detect any type of fiend. No celestial. Um, no nothing. No undead. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Soren, are you doing anything? Yeah, I'm heading to the engine room. Okay. I like all the moving bits. Yeah, that's fair. Mur- uh, Muriel, beep. Are you guys doing anything? Uh, Muriel. Wants to head to? Is there like a, a a deck where you can just get some fresh air? No, this is a, this is a cargo ship. It's pretty. It's a pretty enclosed area. So there is a like there is a small like quarters area. Um, there are be- there are benches around the cargo area for you to sit down. Upstairs is like the engine room and the and the cap and where the uh, and the navigation. All right. Muriel, no, like, Muriel wants to head to the navigation room and make sure that we are indeed going back to Breland. Okay. That our our charts are in fact set for that location. Sure. Uh, can I make a stealth check on that, or just, just to walk up. You, yeah, you can just walk up and see it. All right. I'm not really sure if I want to be seen doing this. Okay. Roll a stealth check. Besides, if you can't roll stealth when you name the ghost, what can you do? That's right. Uh, everybody, like you're like, all right, I'm gonna slink up there. Bye. <laughs> all right, hold. All right, that's a twenty-one. Okay, beep. What are you doing? Uh, so beep's gonna go up to what I can only assume is the captain, and I'll say, okay. uh, "Battlefield evaluation and extermination prototype Mark Four reporting for duty." The captain, like, he's a very plain-looking person. He's like, um, okay. I think you're just like supposed to, you know, sit sit in the cargo bay and wait till we get back to our destination. All right. I will wait for further order. And I'll go uh, below decks and join Sora and I. Okay. Uh, Sergio, okay. what are you doing? I am staying away, as far away from the back hatch as, as possible. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Poe? There's like a... Is there a kitchen by any chance? Like a small dining area? Yeah, there's a, there's a small dining area. I'm going to go back there and... Um, with the food I initially brought on this travel, I'm gonna I'm gonna make up a special uh, sweet bread, sweet roll dessert for everyone for a mission well done. Yeah. Uh, as you as you make as you rolls. as you walk away, um, Vilmar goes, "Oh, ho, um, yes, I, I forgot. I, I owe you a game of Monarch. Why don't we go to my cabin and finish out the game?" Okay. Yes. Uh, so Poe and Vilmar will head over to uh, will head over to the cabin uh, to play a game. Muriel, you're checking the star charts. Yep. I want to make sure that the uh, destination is as advertised. Yep. The destination is as advertised. Good. How long uh, after that? I guess I'll just. I don't know. I'll probably just walk around the ship, comparing this. Uh, type of ship mentally to the one that I was on when uh, a couple of years ago and think about what kind of ship I will buy with Poe's money. I mean, my money. <laughs> All right. 
so the trip is going to take about six hours. Fillmore is going to stay uh, stay in his cabin for the rest of the trip. Um, he's going to ex- he's going to examine the axe. Sergio, uh, you're not you're not so great with heights, so you're kind of just like in the corner. I'm asking anybody to play three dragon ante with me just to take my mind <laughs> off the height. Okay. Uh, Beep and Sornar, what are you two doing? I am giving him a history lesson. Okay. <laughs> Beep. Beep, what are you doing? I guess I'm observing this history lesson. You can fill me in on what's happened for the last 500 years. All right. So as you guys are flying along, um, you can see there are windows. So you guys can actually look over at the countryside. You're flying fairly low. So you can you can make out uh, you can make out. Like the terrain, you can see like different cities as you fly as you fly over. You enter Bre- the territory of Breland, flying over a few quaint towns. The captain goes over the speaker. as like, and if you all look to your left, you will see the the beautiful quite hamlet of Ashen of Ashfallen, a fairly recent town um, brought up from the war. They're trying their best. So you have about about an hour left of flight. What do you guys like to do? I'd like to find Poe if he is uh, alone. Poe, what are you doing? Um, all right, well, I guess try and find me, because Poe doesn't really know where he is. All right, well. He's just been wandering. Okay. All right. Uh, Would that so be investigation or perception? Yep, you're, yep, you're looking, uh, so Miria's looking for him, so go ahead and roll investigation as you're wandering around. That's a six. Um, that's a six. Sergio, um, you're, you're still, what are you doing? Uh, I'm currently trying to figure out the fastest way out of here without jumping out. (laughs) All right. Beautifully. Someone's metagaming. (laughs) And, uh, okay. Sornar, beep. Where are you two located right now? Are you still... We are in the engine room. You're in the engine room. Okay, have you been talking for the last six hours? I mean, I am trying to find out why he wants revenge against my people. So far, he has told me that uh, because he was a gnome and his soul was put into a warforge. My argument is we created an entire army of warforged without the souls of gnomes. So what did you do to deserve this treatment? Oh, I see. I don't deserve it. This is the most unjust thing that's ever happened to me. The earliest warforged, if you must know, the prototypes. They required the soul to become animated. Surely you have improved on that since then. Okay. So, uh, Beep, uh, Sornar, what is your passive perceptions? Uh, 13. Okay. Beep. Beep is 14. 14. Okay. All right. Perfect. Mirio, what is your, uh, what's your investigation? The first one was a six. Do you want me to roll again? No, it's fine. All right, so as you're trying to find Search for Poe, Sergio is playing um, Three Jerrigan solitary with himself, and Soren uh, and Beep are, I guess, in the midst of, of a lengthy conversation about, you know, what Beep did wrong to deserve, to deserve the mistreatment that he had. I'm not really sure <laughs> um, what your argument for this is, but the ship starts to, um, starts to stutter. You hear this... <laughs> And then it falls out of the sky. I'm going to check the engine, see if it is an engine failure. Okay. Um, Sergio, what are you doing? The The ship has, is falling out of the sky. Ah! It is gone. Okay. <laughs> Sergio passed out. <laughs> I grab my ankles. I look down and I kiss my ass goodbye. <laughs> 
I am. I'm just. I'm just gonna lay down right here and cry. Okay. All right, Sornar. So do an. So do an investigation for the engine. All right. I got a sixteen. Okay. So sixteen. The crystal matrix that uh, that power that powers it that holds the ele- that holds the element the elemental that that runs the the airship has been smashed. The elemental is gone. Uh, you have no power to fly to fly this machine, and it is her and it is going to be hurling out of the sky. Do well. We already crushed the things that we used last time to get to the ground safely. Yes, you did. Uh, to figure out how oh. you guys escaped this, we will pick this up next week. Thank you all for listening. This has been Sunday Night's Breaking the Chain Part Three. Tune in next week to figure out if our heroes are going to fall to their doom. Mirio, if you please. You heard him. Start grinding, you pipe monkeys.